Hello and welcome to the Gardening Canada podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm a soil scientist. That means I like to take that science and apply it to all plants, both indoors and outside. And today's episode is about whether or not you can use the Scooby from kombucha with your plants. So this applies to both houseplant people and gardeners. So let's just jump straight into it. Hello, plant people. How are you guys doing today? If you're new, my name's Ashley, and you can very easily find me over on Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, YouTube, you name it. So be sure to come reach out to me on all those other platforms. Let me know you found me from the podcast. I'm not confident yet this is worth my time doing podcasting, but I do use it on my website as a way to give people a non-monotone machine read version uh, for people who don't want to read or are unable to read the screen. So that's just kind of what this purpose is for. But I want to know if you found this organically uh, through just like search on Spotify and that sort of thing. That'd be very, very cool to know. So nonetheless, let's get into Scoobies. This was a customer asked question or customer, a subscriber, uh, I'm transferring to my day job, to my evening job. Anyways, a subscriber asked question. And sometimes you guys just ask the funniest questions ever. I love these. I love these obscure, like, what if I, and then it just, I fall down a whole hole of research. So in order for me to research this properly for you guys, it took a bit. So I had to look up the common types of microbes found in a kombucha scooby and then i had to take each individual microbe and then look for scientific journals or studies that have been done on each individual microbe in general so i got some data on the specific microbes um, and then i got more generic data on specific groupings of microbes that I found very, very interesting and that you guys also will too. So one of the first uh, microbes that are found in the kombucha scooby is gluconobacter. So there isn't much on this product um, or it's an inoculant anyways, but it is what causes fruits and vegetables to go brown. So when you get the brown spots on your apples or your pears, that is kind of factor causing that. Now, with that being said, the soil around uh, fruit trees, bushes, that sort of thing, it's not uncommon for it to have really high levels of gluconobacter. So in theory, if you were to transplant a fruit tree or a berry bush in a area that you had a scooby, for example, you would actually end up with potentially some sort of symbiotic effect there. So something to keep in mind if you're planting any sort of fruit tree or berry bush, you may want to throw in some kombucha scooby in there because it has been shown in soil testing to be present in that soil base in the rhizosphere of those plants, meaning there's something maybe correlated there uh, or beneficial happening. We just don't fully understand it here as soil scientists yet. The other one that's in there is called Exetobacter. So this is another bacteria, but this one actually is very important uh, with N2. So they help promote, uh, they're an organism that helps promote increasing the plant's biomass, both above ground and below ground, helps with phosphate and other mineral solubilization, and it also helps with plant pathogen control. So it is just a generic beneficial soil bacteria that is found in a kombucha scooby. So that means if you compost 
or if you break it down somehow and blend it into a water suspended way of applying it, you are technically adding Exetobacter, which is going to help with um, a wide range of things, but in particular, mobilizing nutrients into a plant available form uh, for that plant, which is very, very cool. So the main thing, the main makeup of the kombucha scooby actually is yeast. So there's zagaromyces, there's saccharomyces, there's schizosomerices. I can't even say all these names, but there's at least four minimum types of yeast, which makes sense because it is a fermented product that you're making. Um, so the question then becomes what role does yeast play in either the soil or the plant? And the answer to that is it actually plays a huge role. And this is a concept that um, soil scientists didn't realize was of value until we started realizing that it was. And uh, in some cases, it's already too late. So yeast isn't really present so much in urban environments. They're more present in natural. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ecosystems. The issue is, is that even in natural ecosystems, the volume of yeast in the soil is decreasing and yeast plays quite a few different roles. So if you're able to inoculate your soil, whether it be through compost or through watering with a kombucha scooby, you are benefiting the soil in many, many different ways. So let's touch on some of the ways that yeast actually helps um, our plants out or our soil out. So one of the big ways is it helps maintain soil structure and aggregate formation. So structure and aggregation is just a very fancy word for saying that it holds some sort of structure. When you dig it out with a shovel, it doesn't just simply fall into individual granulars off of the shovel and it stays in a little bit of a clump. So that clumping is good. It means that the plants will be happy because they have something to hold on to. Nutrients will be more happy. It has something to hold on to. Uh, even fungi, mycorrhizae, uh, they would enjoy that actual structure. So that's something to keep in mind there. When it comes to yeast and their soil nutrient um, mineralization process, they do participate in nutrient cycling and mineralization. So again, it's a part of those natural cycles that need to take place. And without it, we are limited or we have less action taking place in general. Um, so the other thing is that, or the main thing that it does is it actually serves as an alternative food source for different soil predators. So I talk about nematodes all the time, predatory nematodes, but there's quite 
few different soil predators out there. There are mites, for example, that are predators. And so soil yeast is a food source when the predators food source isn't yet hatched or is not yet present. So fun fact, thrips, fungus gnats, they all go in cycles. They come and they go based on things like temperature, moisture, that sort of thing. So when they're not active, the predators don't have a food source either. So rather than those predators just simply starving out, what ends up happening is they feed on yeast or yeast spores. So it actually acts as a food source in a sense as well, which is obviously very, very important. Um, the other thing that they do is just, just general promoters of soil conditioning and plant growth. So it is very ecologically uh, sound to have yeast in our actual um soil makeup and it is considered kind of like an endangered microbe when it comes to soil in general so add the addition of that is heavily valuable so check of approval for using scoobies in our houseplant setups or in our outdoor gardening setups uh, very very cool stuff whether you compost it or you just like mix it in with water the choice is up to you but absolutely totally valuable now if we're looking at just like DIY in general, I also would heavily encourage you guys to look into labs or lactobacillus, especially for those houseplant people out there using organic amendments. If you're doing like a 50-50 mix between potting soil and compost or um, potting soil and um, manures or veracrast or whatever the case is, I heavily encourage you to look into lactobacillus. It's just going to help with uh, decomposition in your uh, system. So it's really easy to make. It's basically a white rice wash. So you know how you wash your rice before you actually, you know, use it. Very, very similar. And then you add some dairy to it. And I have like a how-to on that whole process over on my YouTube channel and then also over on the website as well. So I think I call, I label it as like probiotics for the soil, but it's labs is essentially what it comes down to. But yeah, that's what I have for you guys. I love this question. Awesome question. Thanks for the subscriber who sent that out. If you guys ever have any questions or you just want to drop in and say hello, there's a few different ways you can do it. You can visit me on my other platforms. You can also send me an email at ashley at gardeningcanada.net or you can also send me a voicemail. There is a voice memo system um, that I subscribe to in the comments or in the show notes. And so if you click on that, you can literally leave me a voicemail. And it can be a question that I could then feature your voice or if you prefer not to have your voice featured, just let me know over on the actual podcast when we're broadcasting it. Or we could do, um, you can just ask me, drop in and say hello and I'll hear your wonderful voices. But yeah, I want to thank you guys so much for listening today. A nice short one, but still valuable nonetheless. I will definitely talk to you guys next time. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.